0: How is the Tornos Deco different from some of those other sliding headstock machines? It's a programming system. The programming,
1: yeah. It's a PNC Deco. That was a cooperation from Fanuc with Tornos.
0: If you know how to use a Fanuc control on a Star, is that going to help you use a Fanuc control on a Tornos, or is that like a whole? No, different...
1: that's a totally. That's a totally different.
0: It's not going to help you at all. No. This is Swarfcast, I'm Noah Graf. On today's show, I'm talking to Achim Bauer, one of the most knowledgeable people I know about Tornos Deco Swiss machines. His company, Bauer & Licht in Forsheim, Germany, is one of the only companies in the world that specializes in rebuilding Tornos Decos. Recently, I had the privilege to pick his brain about the nuances of the powerful sliding headstock machine that's no longer manufactured, yet still has a vast group of loyal users worldwide. Today's podcast is brought to you by Graf Pinkert. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. I'm very honored to be with Achim Bauer of Bauer & Licht Industry Technik in Forsheim, Germany. Welcome to the show, Achim. I've been trying to get him to do this show for months because I think he has a lot to teach people out there about Tornos decos. We're going to be talking about the machines today. We're going to be talking about making parts in Germany. And um, we'll just see where this goes. First of all, I just want you to give me a brief summary of what your company does. So uh, we make
1: service around the world for uh, all the deco machines. We buy used machines also from our customers and uh, sell it to other customers. We pick the the machines from, from our customers to overhaul the machines.
0: So do you usually prefer to, if a customer needs a new machine, done by you, you prefer to buy it from them and then give them a trade in towards a new one? Or do you prefer to say, oh, send me your machine and I will rebuild it? That's what
1: I prefer. Send me the machine and uh, we rebuild it. And uh, we place everything new on the machine. Also, when he wants a new color and uh, all that stuff, and he got a a brand new machine with an old NC type.
0: It's interesting because, you know, with Graf Pinkert, we refurbish, rebuild Wickman's Wickman screw machines. And we prefer to have them traded in towards a different machine as opposed to give us your old machine and we'll rebuild your machine. People ask us that, but then it's like, you never know what's happened to that person's machine, what they've done to it, what sort of problems they might have. And then you end up being in a bad situation where you're trying to fix their machine. Do you run into that? Maybe it's different when it's a mechanical machine from the Swiss machine, but you prefer for the customer to own the machine, give you the machine, and then you refurbish it or rebuild it. I think that that's the best way. How much does it cost to do that?
1: That depends on what the customer wants. Okay. Normally the the customer contact us, so uh, we go to the customer and uh, we discuss what the customer wants because uh, some customer don't have so much money to make a complete overhaul mm-hmm. or uh, so there's no new paint on the machine and that depends on what the customer wants
0: so what would be for instance maybe the most basic service you would replace ball screws
1: yes that's uh we Uh, The the basics are to replace the ball screw, replace all the slides, we replace the cooling pump, all the cables, the fans, sometimes if the customer wants we can make a a soft upgrade on the machine or we can install uh, additional things like high frequency spindles or uh, high pressure pumps, all that stuff.
0: Cool. Let's rewind for a second, just so everybody knows exactly what machines we're talking about. Bauer specializes in Tornos Deco machines. So these are the Tornos CNC Swiss machines made probably what they started in about 98,
1: 99. No, no, they
0: started in the late 95, 95,
1: 96. The, The Deco tents were the first.
0: Okay. So... They started then, and then when did they stop making Tornos decos?
1: I something like the 2008, 2009, something like this. And they started with, with the next type of the, they started then with
0: the Evo decos. 10 millimeter, 20 millimeter, 13 millimeter, and 26 millimeter, correct? These Tornos decos.
1: The, the deco 10 means... The, the DECO-10 runs up with the maximum of uh, 10 millimeter diameter. And the next one is the DECO-13 that runs up with up to 16 millimeters. Then we have a DECO-20 uh, that runs up with a normally with a 20 millimeter. And the extended version is with 25.4 millimeters. And the last one is a DECO-26 and that machine runs up to 32 millimeters
0: right you can buy the extended yeah it's only another
1: another collet and another type of uh, guide bush
0: it's not very expensive to turn a 26 millimeter into a 32 millimeter no no
1: the, the the 26 machine runs up with 32 millimeters what
0: you mean is the deco 20.
1: the deco 20 standard runs up to 20 millimeters, and the extended one is uh, with a 25.4 millimeters.
0: But the 26, it just automatically goes up to 32. You don't have to do anything to it. Right, right. So it's an interesting machine because, and I've seen this in many machine tools, you see this often in uh, mechanical multi-spindles where the company will make a great machine model, and then they'll stop. But people still want the old model because the old model was just as good, or maybe even better than the newer models. Um, an EVO Deco, I'm sure you'd agree, they're good machines. But they'll cost you what? How much would an EVO Deco cost in Germany? I think here it's probably over four hundred thousand dollars, maybe more, maybe five hundred for a thirty-two millimeter.
1: If you want that machine is equipped with everything for medical parts Mm -hmm. the price uh, goes up yes of course
0: right so the thing is so we have this one machine the evo deco tornos is trying to sell the older deco now rebuilt now too but that's a very recent thing you have this really expensive machine it's a good machine but Then you have these people, and they have the old version of the decos. Their people have the right tooling. They have the expertise, the knowledge of the control, and it's a really good machine. So it makes total sense that you would go to uh, Bauer and Licht. Do you think that the Tornos deco, the older version, if you've rebuilt it, does it have the same capability as the Evo deco?
1: The, on the Evo Deco, some things are brand new, like the motor spindles. That's a newer version, and uh, that makes no noise. And uh, they bring some modernization on the machines. The Evo Deco also have uh, the Fanuc 31i okay. control, and the older, the older versions are the Deco 16iTB, 16 16ita. 16 and the newer versions need in Germany or in Europe right now the uh, two security control. So that means the the machine is, you can't open the door when the machine uh, is running. The, you, you can do this on the older version, but you can't do this on the, on the newer version.
0: So when you do your rebuilds, don't you have to put those locking features in? For, no we
1: always take the locking features which are mounted on the machine huh? so we, we don't need to to put the newer version in only when you buy a new machine when, when you build a new machine then you need to mount the newer locking features
0: in and you know the older decos you know they still have floppy disks you put well, in or USB right well after you rebuild it then you have the USB yeah you, yeah if the customer wants stress right. Now, you worked for Tornos since the 90s, right? Right. Okay. If somebody was trying to figure out what Swiss machine to buy, and they were like, well, I'm thinking Citizen, I'm thinking Star, I'm thinking Tornos, I think most people would agree they're all pretty good. It's kind of personal preference. It's kind of what you have. How is the Tornos Deco different from some of those other sliding headstock machines? It's a programming system. The programming. Yeah. So that means they have the... It's a
1: PNC Deco. That was a corporation from FANUC with Tornos.
0: Mm-hmm. If you know how to use a FANUC control on a STAR, is that going to help you use a FANUC control on a Tornos, or is that like a whole oh, different... That's, total, that's a totally different. It's not going to help you at all? No. Interesting. Because uh, for, for the,
1: on this STAR machine or uh, another machine, you can type your program direct on the machine. You can't do that on the Tornos Deco.
0: Right. On the Tornos Deco, you have to have, like, a laptop computer, and then you take the USB from that, and you put it on. That's necessary, yeah, because you write the program on the laptop. Listeners, first, I gotta tell you, I'm so grateful for you guys tuning in. I know we have lots of competition out there. Freakonomics, This American Life, Joe Rogan... Also, I just want to let you know, if you have guest ideas or questions for me or Lloyd, we'd love for you to reach out. And if you want to talk about future advertising opportunities, we're very happy to talk to you anytime. Feel free to email me at noah at that's n-o-a-h at g-r-a-f-f-p-i-n-k-e-r-t And now, back to the episode. All right. I want to get your two-minute life story. So you were working for Tornos, went back in the 90s, and then you started your own company. When did you start your own company? In 2011. Is it difficult to start your own company in Germany? It's not so easy as in the U.S. Yeah. Why do you think it's harder in Germany? You need a lot of paperwork. Uh, that's a part
1: of a law. You have to do this. You have to to write your your business plan and uh to give the business plan to the government and it's uh you need a lot of money you have to go to the bank and uh it's it's, uh,
0: it's more of a pain in the ass uh, yes and you still have a pretty good relationship with tornos
1: yes we do we can we can
0: buy uh, spare
1: parts from tornos we did some service for for tornos also
0: Okay, now I want to go back to the machines, okay? So people with Swiss machines and particularly people with Tornos machines. You have seen machines from all over the world, machines that have had interesting things done to them, all kinds of conditions, etc. What are some of the biggest problems you find when you buy a used machine or somebody comes to you with a machine they want you to rebuild? What are the things people have done wrong? How have they messed them up?
1: Maybe they had some crashes on the machines, or uh, the the slides are... Full of swarf. Yes, and uh, it's uh, full of chips and stuff like that, and the machine is not as precise as the machine can.
0: So would you say one of the main important things when you have a Swiss machine is just to make sure it's clean after you use it?
1: Oh, yes. The cleaning of the machine, is, uh, is that's everything. In the maintenance, because uh, most of the customer do not any maintenance on the machine.
0: They just don't even know how to maintain it. No, but they,
1: they always tell me, I got no time for maintenance. I know.
0: The machine should run. Right. And in the end, they lose time because then they're trying to do some trick to figure out how to fix some problem that always keeps happening, putting on like a Band-Aid here and there. Do you have any stories of, like, the strangest things you've found on a machine?
1: Yeah, we got a customer in the south of Germany. And uh, every time at the end of the year, we are selling batteries. The batteries to hold the the reference position and the batteries for the ANC to save the parameters when the power, when when they shut down the power. (laughs) We make, every year, make a special offer for that. We had one special customer and uh, uh, we talked to him by the phone and uh, told him, "Okay, now it's uh, uh, when you close your company over, over Christmas and New Year, be sure that you changed your batteries. So uh, when you turn on the power, this everything will be clear and you can start working." Oh yes, but uh, he told me, "We don't need the batteries. We changed it a couple of years ago, and everything's fine. When the the new year starts, we had a call on the the 7th or the 8th of January. Oh, can you come to us? We have uh, about five machines of us lost all the reference positions. And uh, we don't have the parameters. The the NC doesn't boot. And uh, so that was really, it was a one to two weeks service with the batteries to save all the parameters and to load the parameter new and to set all the reference position. That was a really expensive experience for that
0: customer. Yeah. Yeah. And you buy machines all over Greece, United States, Spain. Have you bought anything in Spain?
1: No, not not in Spain. We bought South America? No, never. <sighs> In, uh, in
0: Taiwan, in uh, Denmark, all the Scandinavian islands. And who takes care of their machines the best? Like in our experience, if you're buying a machine from overseas, you either want to buy it from Asia, Scandinavia, or maybe Germany, or Switzerland. Those are the places where the machines are treated the best. But I'm assuming, uh, obviously, it ranges. Probably different parts of Germany are different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends what kind of parts they are. Um, Right. but the best conditions you will find in Switzerland uh, for the watch productions yeah. when they may or in the Eastern part of Germany, we have also some companies which are producers, really, really small parts for watches. So the machines in the best conditions. That's
0: interesting. I wouldn't have expected the East part of Germany. yeah,
1: it's close to Dresden.
0: So you think, like, the medical parts and the watch parts, usually those machines are in the best condition? Yeah. And people that are doing automotive, the machines are in crappy condition. They need always producing, producing, producing. Right, because they're producing so many, so many parts. Um, You know, we, we talk sometimes about the German... Economy, um, European economy. Right now, you're right in it. You're seeing what machines you're selling, etc. What does it look like? Is it medical is pretty good? Automotive is uh, kind of rough right now. Where are you selling the most machines to, and what do you hear from your customers? Right now, the
1: uh, the medical parts are running very good. The automotive parts, they have uh, some problems with the uh, all the electronic stuff. I think the the medical parts and the the all the connector for the connector, where they, they make the small connector parts, that runs also very good. So if you have a, a small companies with only one two machines with one two three employees, they ride on the on, on the wave. Mm-hmm. But when you have a bigger companies, it's a close to Frankfurt or with a. 20, 30, 50, 80, 100 machines. They have enough to do right now, For sure.
0: Where is the most Swiss business you have in Germany? You're near Stuttgart, which is like... What do you mean, Swiss business? Swiss, uh, Swiss machines, with your machines. Where do you find the best customers are? Uh, In Bavaria, in the south part of Germany. One thing I like about hanging out with you is that you're a fan of the United States, correct? Absolutely. What do you like about the United States? And you don't have to, like, bash Germany. I mean, if you want to, you can. But I think it's a pity how some people, they don't know what they have until they travel somewhere else, you know? So what is it you enjoy about coming to the United States?
1: First of all, I like the mentality of the American people. They are not... That's difficult to explain. The Germans are the... They're always thinking about stupid in a line.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a,
1: and the mentality of the U.S. people, it's it's more like...
0: Uh, it's less conformity. It's like more free thinking. Think what you want to think. Yes, that's the way. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, that is the stereotype of German people. But at the same time, it does seem like German people, there are a lot of different opinions on things, right? But at the same time... It sounds like what you're saying is if the government says this is the law, people follow the law. Yeah. No. Like wearing masks in Germany. I'm sure people are much more just, we're just going to wear masks. They're not going to question the government no. and say. follow the rules. Follow the rules. And is that... All through Germany, or is that mostly in certain?
1: No, I think that's uh, most Germany because th- that depends on the on the on the past. What happens in the, in the past of
0: Germany? Is the next year going like looking pretty good for you? Yes,
1: we got enough to do for next year. We have, uh, about eight to nine machines. We need to prepare for our customer.
0: Right. So even if you found some good machines right now, you just already have enough to do. I
1: already bought four machines in the U.S. So uh,
0: yeah, for that. <laughs> when you hear the word happiness, what do you think of healthcare? Healthy to be healthy. That's why you like your cigarettes. (laughs) I'm happy when
1: I'm healthy and uh, when I can do what I want.
0: Thank you so much for doing the interview. Thank you. From today's machining world, this is Swarfcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the show on your favorite app and give us a five-star rating and a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and todaysmachiningworld.com to join our mailing list, read episode summaries, and watch extended interview videos. I'm Noah Graff. My occasional co-host is Lloyd Graff. Our managing editor is Ridgely Dunn. Our audio engineer is Patricio Garcia. For information on advertising or to submit an idea for a future podcast, follow the contact information at todaysmachiningworld.com.